Welcome to the Sharp Angle Spatial Playoff Contest Show. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, and I'm joined by Curtis Hirsch, and we are going to take a deep dive into his recent article on some of the big playoff contests that are available. We will review those, and I will also pick his brain on some of the matchups that we are looking at this week as we head towards the week one of the NFL playoffs. But first, our weekly postseason packages are available now, and we have a great deal to offer. If you sign up for a weekly package, you'll get your first week at a 71% off discount, and you can use the code UNDEFEATED. Why undefeated? Because that is exactly what Sharp Football Analysis was in our bowl recommendations, eight and zero, and one tie. So don't miss out on what promises to be a profitable NFL postseason. Go to Sharp Football to learn more and use the code undefeated to take advantage of this tremendous deal. Also, if you could please subscribe and give the thumbs up on our YouTube channel, or if you are listening to us in podcast four, like and review the podcast. I know everyone asks you to do that, but it really does help, and we would greatly appreciate it. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the contests, I want to introduce the man who wrote the article, my ex-partner from last year, returning champion, the one, the only, Curtis Hirsch. Curtis, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Been way too long. I miss doing those shows with you. Fun, fun time. So glad to yeah. be able to do one here with you today. Yeah, these are these are fun contests. Um, I've done the FFPC ones in in the past. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, as I mentioned, um, I, let's just go over all the different matchups uh, that we're going to look at this week in the NFL. It's three days of football, including on Saturday. The Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco visiting C.J. Stroud and Houston. And then later in the day, the Miami Dolphins are going to Kansas City. Sunday, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Green Bay at Dallas, and in a highly anticipated matchup, Matthew Stafford returns to Detroit, trying to bite the knee of the Detroit Lions with his Los Angeles Rams. And we'll finish up on Monday Super Wild Card Week with the cratering Philadelphia Eagles as they head to Tampa to face the Bucks. Curtis, looking forward to the games. Is there any one in particular that you are looking forward to? Yeah, all of them actually. The NFL scripted up some pretty good headlines, some good storylines behind the scenes. We've got a uh, Deshaun Watson return to Houston, but it's without Deshaun Watson. We've got the Matt Stafford story. We've got the Mike McCarthy story, and then we got a Mahomes versus Tyreek Hill matchup. So it's going to be a fun weekend of football, and we don't have to talk about Art Smith not giving his best players the ball anymore, or how bad the Panthers' offense is. So I'm looking forward to some good football. Yep. Happy Arthur Smith firing day to those who celebrate. Also, Wink Martindale. Um, they fired some of his coaches, so he resigned. The Giants are looking for a new defensive coordinator, and Ron Rivera was let go in Washington. So um, it'll be interesting. We're still waiting on the Bill Belichick news, whether he is just going to give up um, 
general manager responsibilities or if he will be looking for a new job as well. Um, it really doesn't look like too many other teams are going to be looking for coaches, which is a bit surprising to me, Curtis. Yeah, I, I agree. I am not one that would tolerate a lot of losing seasons, and I, I think there are some more coaches that probably should should have gotten the axe today. I know we don't want people to wish their jobs, but we want efficient football, and I think the league has come around where there's some decision makers that weren't putting their teams in the best spot possible. And I'll, I'll lean on New Orleans. I think that guy lost the room. You see what his team did at the end of the game. He didn't back them up. And I, I don't think, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good coach. So I, I thought they would probably make a change. They still have time to make a change. But that's the one that surprises me the most. Yeah, I, I thought the Jets could have moved on, probably should have moved on from Robert Sala. Um, but I guess uh, general manager Aaron Rodgers didn't want to see him go. He's the only one that will continue to put up with his offensive coordinator, I think. So Yeah, probably, probably. All right, Curtis, let's move over. Let's start with the FFPC contest. Why don't you come for some of the basic of how this format works? Uh, what you like about playoff uh, best ball. Um, so let's start with the format. And of course, we should also mention this contest uses the great FFPC scoring, which is PPR with tight end premium, where tight ends count for one and a half PPR. Yeah, uh, what I like about it, it gives us degenerates another time to continue to play and chase a big prize. This one has a $500,000 main uh top prize and then they have a smaller one with a hundred thousand dollars so still a time time to hit that big lottery ticket that we all want to hit in fantasy football so that's what i appreciate about it it's a no draft contest so everyone's kind of no salary cap everyone's starting from the same starting point and you have to pick one player from each team or maximum of one player from each team and it's a start one quarterback two running back two wide receivers one tight end four flexes, a kicker, and a defense. So some strategy goes, a lot of strategy goes into it to be able to differentiate. And, and it's a really fun contest. It gets us thinking, gets us kind of trying to be a little bit different, a little bit of DFS feel to this contest, and a bit quite a bit different than regular redraft. Absolutely. Curtis, I mentioned that the contest is tight end premium. How important is it then to have up, high upside tight ends in the tight end uh, spot? Yeah, that's a good question. I think ask me that in a year and I think the answer will change because I think we have a lot of really good young tight ends that are coming and going to be leading their team and receiving. The, the teams in the playoffs are have a lot of good strong wide receivers and they've actually, the one thing I've kind of been trying to figure out is most of these defenses, especially in the AFC, are strong pass coverage defenses. So I'm kind of toying with the idea of playing with a little bit more of a running back in the flex, but I haven't quite figured out where I want to go with that. But definitely like a guy like Isaiah Likely, who's emerging as a really good tight end. And like, like I said, next year, it's it, Sam Laporta, if he would have sat yesterday, would have been a great, really nice pivot from Amon Ra. But... Yeah, so uh, again, just to reiterate, so if you think that Baltimore is going to go all the way, um, 
you can't play Isaiah Likely and Lamar Jackson. You, your, your, your maximum is one per team. So um, how does, you know, if, if you think that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, how likely <laughs> would you be to play Isaiah Likely instead of Lamar Jackson? That, that's a great question. And uh, I, I'm trying to figure that out myself. I'm try, doing a map of what, what matchups I, I see them having. If they do play the Houston Texans in the first round, they're kind of a tight end funnel. So I, I think Likely could get off to a really good start there. But Lamar would ultimately pass him at some point through in scoring if they do make it all the way, just because he has so much more upside with his rushing ability. And so it's a, it's kind of a catch 22. Uh, If they do make it and you do have likely, and he has some spike games, that's a great way to differentiate, but I just don't know what the chances of them winning the Super Bowl and Isaiah likely outscoring Lamar Jackson being. Correct. So that gets into one of the strategies of this contest is you want to kind of plot out who's going to win these games, Curtis, and then based on that kind of work back because you're not going to win all the money, most likely, again, with Mm -hmm. Isaiah, um, if the Ravens win the Super Bowl because he's not either not going to outscore Lamar or let's say they go to the Super Bowl and they beat the 49ers, you know, you do have a chance that maybe he outscores Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. So it doesn't completely eliminate you. But in general, don't you want the quarterback or the highest scoring player from the team that you think is going to win the Super Bowl in your lineups? Absolutely. So that's it. So Lamar is going to be heavy, a heavy chalk. And I don't know if it's bad chalk if if you have them going to the finals. I think if you have the Ravens ending up in the Super Bowl, you have to end up on Lamar in this contest. Awesome. All right. And, uh, you know, one of the things that people don't understand about tight end premium is it it's only a premium if they actually catch a lot of passes. Right. So if a tight end um, goes four for 40 with a touchdown, you know, that's worth 16 points. Um, it's only, you know, but if a wide receiver is going to go seven for 70 without a, tu- you know, with a t- seven for 70 with a touchdown, the premium doesn't make up the difference. So you want tight ends who catch a lot of passes more than the tight end who is going to get you, you know, that typical tight end who's Mm going to get a few catches and a touchdown, that really doesn't give you the big benefit in this scoring format, correct? Yeah, Yeah, correct. So then you have a situation like Cleveland where David Njoku and Amari Cooper are both catching the majority of the passes. So it it has me leaning David Njoku in that situation because he has gotten a solid volume since Flacco's was taken over. So definitely want those guys that are actually taking advantage of the premium. Njoku, Kelsey, Isaiah likely even has caught a, caught a few balls there. Yep. All right. So let's take a step back now that we've covered some overall thoughts on tight end premium in the format and talk about the overall strategy. Uh, where do we start and what should we th- be thinking about? 
Yeah, so first things first, I think you have to fill out a bracket and map out what you think is going to happen in terms of teams being winning each game. Because if you don't do that, you're kind of lost and you're just throwing random darts at the dartboard without really knowing what you need to win. So I think first things first, if you're doing multiple contests, fill out multiple brackets and change it up. And then once you have that set up, then go and pick your lineup and work backwards, work from the Super Bowl backwards and let yourself set your lineup that way. So if you have the Ravens in the final playing the 49ers, you're probably ending up on the Mar CMC. A lot of people are doing that. So you, that's when you want to start to see how can we change this and is there any ways that if these two teams do end up in the final, how can I be different and will that different be good enough to win this thing because you first place is 500,000 second place is a hundred thousand. You're really playing for that one or two top spots or, or else you're just getting your money back type of thing. All right. So you talked a little bit about um, McCaffrey and Lamar as being highest owned guys. Um, overall strategy wise, do you think it's important to have those guys or you know, look for someone else on that team who can get close. Um, yeah. You know, like uh, the Niners are a perfect example. If CMC is going to be 40, 50 percent owned in the contest, uh, there are three or four other really good players on that team um, and, and the quarterback as well. So you could, you know, go with CMC or you could go against him. Um, kind of give us your thoughts on that whole dynamic. Yeah, and and I think San Francisco, they're two really good teams to contrast. For the or for the Baltimore Ravens to win and make it to the Super Bowl, that offense has to go through Lamar. They, he's, the, he's the heartbeat of the offense. The defense is good, but I don't think they make it that way if he gets injured. So I'm leaning more, if I've got to pick one of the two, it's got to be Lamar. And then San Francisco... and. Anything can happen. Uh, we've seen CMC got a little bit banged up in the last game, and they actually have really good other skilled players. So nothing's saying CMC is going to be the highest scoring player from that team. We just assume he is, but anything could happen, and it's not out of the range of outcomes that Debo Samuel gets a bunch of touchdowns or George Kittle. So I I feel fine baiting CMC just to be off that – 50% of the rosters that have him, you're you're already kind of differentiating yourself from that group. Yeah, I think CMC is the perfect guy to pick if you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl and lose, right? Yeah. Because then you can access the quarterback from the team that you think is going to win. So, you know, maybe like Josh Allen, if you think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, you know, go Josh Allen and CMC and then build back from there. Yeah. Um, you know, who do you think that um, the Bills are going to meet in the finals? Well, uh, let's say it's the Ravens. Well, all right. Um, well, then maybe Isaiah likely comes in because the most likely keeps doing that. He is the most likely guy to uh, lead the team in scoring other than Lamar. And then you look at, well, who are, is, um, Who's uh, the Niners most likely to, to beat? Well, maybe Dallas, right? So right. Um, if they're going to beat Dallas in the finals, now you've got CeeDee Lamb, 
you've got, you know, the quarterback, you've got the best running back, and then you keep working back from there to fill out the rest. Another way to possibly do that, if you think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, is to go with Brock Purdy um, and, and, and then kind of figure, you know, what team isn't as QB dependent that might face the Niners and lose the Super Bowl. Let's say it's the Dolphins and you picked Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. I think that's a pretty good way to kind of approach this, Curtis. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I really do like that Purdy play because he's got he has multiple options to score passing touchdowns too. And the final week is doubled. So he does have a really good chance of being that lead guy in the final week. And if say CMC doesn't catch those balls, like he's still got other guys he can throw to. Awesome. All right. So let's go on to my next question. Um, You talked some about telling a story. How important is it if you're doing multiple teams to tell different stories? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're doing one team, I I get it. You can play the chalk, play the top 49er player and the Ravens. But in the last couple of years, it hasn't been the number one seeds that have made it. They haven't met in the final. We've had the Rams and we've had the Bengals sneak through. So there's there's always one surprise team. We All these games don't always play out as we anticipate them to. So when you are playing multiple entries, get, get creative. Throw a Detroit Lions stack in there. Like what, what's saying they're not good, what they can't win? What's uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the... We'll talk about a, one of my sleeper teams in a little bit, but I absolutely have to get different because I think in the AFC, I think there's probably four teams that probably have an equal chance of winning that whole conference. Maybe in the NFC, it's a little bit more top-heavy as the bottom teams aren't as strong, but uh, get crazy with it. Awesome. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about the NFC tourney, also known as the NFFC. Um, what are the differences in both the tourney and the way you go about attacking it? Yeah, so I decided to put this one on there because it is quite unique. You still have a full 12-man lineup, but each each after each week, you, ha- you get to change your players and you get to keep if you keep your players they multiply in their score moving forward so it's actually quite a tricky you actually really have to map out your process in this one a little bit better because by the time you get to the super bowl you could have a guy earning four times points three times two times and one time so it's a little more significance on getting the the skilled players right in this contest especially because those doubles and triple points add up All right, let's move on to um, the games themselves. I've never done the NFC contest, so it's hard for me to add much to that, Um, Other, unless you've got any other comments about that. Yeah, it's complex. Uh, Play around with it. Do a couple mock teams and actually just take their average scores of the players throughout and and try to calculate it. it. It is pretty. There's so many combinations and permutations of how to do it that you just have to play around with it. Awesome. All right, so let's talk about the games themselves in the context of how to use this information to build these teams. Of the top two to four seeded teams in the tournament, 
who are you liking the most and who and which of the top teams do you think are most likely not to make the Super Bowl? Now, I'm obviously biased, so I'll put the Cowboys at the top. And I, I do like them because they would have an additional Biased or delusional? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see how we'll see per, how this perhaps, perhaps a little bit but, of both. Th- th- thank goodness the Eagles are probably going to help us out and help us get into the third round and then the typical Mike McCarthy exit via San Fran. But the, the Cowboys do have a chance to play an additional game compared to the 49ers. So that's one thing I'm looking out for, especially in cumulative playoff uh, pools as well. But so that that's my pick from I'm, I'm of the belief that it is going to be the Cowboys or the 49ers in the NFC and in the AFC. I, I really think that there's, it's open. Uh, the, the Ravens have proven that they're the best team, but they've lost some really funny games and you never, you never know what's going to happen. And when you've got to go up against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Flacco, even anything can happen. So I, I do, people have kind of written off the Kansas city chiefs. I think they do get a break in the first round and they do play the dolphins, but the dolphins are banged up. I, I expect the chiefs to win this game. And then they're playing a Buffalo Bills game where you can have Josh Allen turn the ball over multiple times. That I don't think they're going to lose that game as often as people think they are. So I'm still on the side of Kansas City's been there before. They've done it before. They have to be one of the top two teams in that conference in terms of getting through. And then the Yeah, and... And I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to be nearly as owned as he has been in these contests in the past. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's one unique way of taking it as well as Pat Mah- Patrick Mahomes. He's He's been to the Super Bowl how many times? He's been to the AFC Championship game every single year. What? And people are writing them off already. And the defense is better. The offense has obviously struggled, but they could still throw it together. You know, I'm going to take a short break, Curtis, and turn around. How many televisions do you have in your room? I lost you. I went on mute. That's why I thought you were taking ah. a break. Um, Yeah, five. Uh, definitely watch football on Sundays down here. Five kind of big screen TVs and that's why try to catch as many games and as much of the action as possible. Yeah. If you have ADD, you can keep track of what's going on in most games at once. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just figured that I would take a moment and uh, look at that. So let's look at the mid tier teams. Um, those teams say tier two to four, um, and, uh, you know, who's your favorite there to kind of sneak through? You did mention the Cowboys um, and, and, and the Chiefs, but uh, yeah. who do you think that is favored this week might get upset? Because those are the teams two to four that we're expecting to advance to the next round. But every year there's a team that doesn't. Right. Uh, the, the Detroit Lions. I I think the I wouldn't want to be playing the Los Angeles Rams right now. So I'm really glad that they snuck out that victory at the end of yesterday's game. So they avoided playing Dallas because that offense is it's clicking. So that's one offense I don't want to play against. So the Rams are are the sneaky 
team in that uh, conference. Uh, it, in my belief, I don't know, may, maybe the Eagles as well. Maybe they magically get it all together in a short period of time, but hard, hard to see as that team has kind of fallen off the tracks a little bit here. And, and then in the AFC, I'm a believer in the Browns. I, I don't know. It's just something about that defense. I, I do like the fact that they're playing a rookie quarterback. He's been really, really good. But it it's a, it's a tall task to ask a rookie quarterback to win a playoff game against a good defense like that. And then, then they would have a divisional matchup with the Baltimore Ravens. And anything can happen in those low-scoring games. So... The Browns are kind of a, a sneaky team for me. Yeah, I like the I like the Rams. I think the Rams, and I think Kyron Williams could be good in this tournament. Um, with the theory that it's it's one week it's Puka, the next week it's Cup, and that Stafford has never been a high scoring player himself, even though he brings out high scoring weeks. I think Kyron Williams is a very interesting name for these conferences. Yeah, uh, just like best ball. He was the guy that was consistently the weekly guy that got points. When he when he's on the field, he's getting points. So I, I definitely agree with that take. Yep, and it gets us to the last question. Every year, and maybe we've already answered it, but every year it seems there's a team that no one thinks um, is going to get out of the first round, and they win two games and they get to the NFC championship game and then, or the AFC championship game, they don't get to the Super Bowl, although the Bengals yeah, did yeah. a couple years ago. The Bengals played that role. Um, who is, is the Browns that team for you? The Browns is that team in my mind. I, I think that they would be that team. And, and, and then the Rams again, uh, it's definitely one of the teams that I, I think they have a good enough offense that they could beat one of the big two teams if if everything went right. Awesome. Um, what are your last thoughts? question. Do you have a dark horse? Team? What, um, I mean, for me, boy, I'm having trouble all of a sudden with my computer. It is not uh, allowing me to access my, my stuff. So, um, I mean, for me, the dark horse team would be, um, who did the Eagles play this week? The Bucks. No, I'm not a Todd not Bowles it. believer either. So it's like... no, no that 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 could be the um, the worst of two um, situations. Yeah, I mean, l- let me go with the Rams. I think the I think the Rams could um, could do it. We've got a question in the chat from Chris Ostrow. He says, "I feel that like the Chiefs can win at least a round, and they have awful, but they could beat Miami." Absolutely. And and that is the that is the thing. I think the Dolphins are a sneaky team. I think that I wish that they hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. But I do think that the uh, Dolphins are a talented team with a, a a great play caller. And if they, I I could see them upsetting the Chiefs this week. And then uh, who, who would they play if they advance, Curtis? Uh, good question. I guess it depends on who wins the other game. I, I think they would go back to Buffalo. And uh, I did see a recent post that I think McDaniel put something in his back pocket because he, he didn't run the ball at all in the second half yesterday. So I think he he knows a way to beat that defense. And and that's probably the best offensive mind in, in the game. So 
if they just didn't lose so many guys on that defensive line, I, I, I would totally agree. I, I would be taking the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, but they've had such a bad run of injuries that it's a tall task for them. All right. Before I get to my last question, I just want to remind everyone that you can get the Sharp Weekly Postseason Package and save 71% doing it uh, for your first week using the code UNDEFEATED because we went undefeated 8-0-1 in our bowl picks. Um, you can't get much better than that. So if you want the edge up, you want to do some betting for the postseason, go to sharpfootball.com and use the code UNDEFEATED to save 71%. All right, my last question, Curtis, is give us – you have to fill out the back end of these rosters. Give me one or two names of guys that you're going to be looking to to fill out the back end. Yeah, a guy like uh, Devin Singletary possibly – uh, I know that they might have to lean on the run game a little bit more against the Browns because they do have such a good passing defense. And I, I'm going to be probably playing more skilled position players from the NFC. The defenses are a little bit better on the AFC. I'm going to go with kicker and defense on that side and probably play more. I, I definitely want a skilled position player from both the Lions and the Rams. It's a high-scoring game total and that game could go either way so i'm definitely wanting to target skilled position from that side because i think all the way through that side's going to score more points because the defenses are a little shakier than the afc all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the sharp playoff best ball show playoff best ball playoff show um i'm todd burrows you can find me on twitter at todd at Best Ball NFL, and you can find Curtis at, at Curtis Harsh on Twitter. I want to thank you all for joining us for this special episode. Don't forget to sign up for your package using the code UNDEFEATED, and we will be back on Thursday for the a deeper dive into each of the games uh, with the Props and DFS show. Adam Wildey and Ryan McChrystal will be joining me then, and we will see you on Thursday.